All right. Welcome back to another episode of Nobody Asked the Podcast with me, Ben. And this week, I don't know why I'm yelling. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to talk lower. This week we are talking about like angels in disguise. Now, this is I do want to preface this and say that like if you're religious in any way, it's not about religion. It's about the concept of just people who appear in your life for a reason, never a season or a lifetime. So that's also like a reference to another quote that I absolutely love. And we'll talk about that one day. But so it's just these people that are there for a reason. And it's usually like very short. Um, And I got inspired by like a, a tweet that I saw that said something about like, who's the kindest person you've ever met sort of thing. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't that specifically, but it it was basically that concept. And it was just this thread of a bunch of people that uh, like talked about their like kindest people. And I thought, how can I bring this to the podcast without absolutely just, you know, reading this thread, which would have been awesome. But I mean, it, it, it was just tweets. So it would have been pretty short, So I looked around the internet to find some stories to share of angels in disguise. So let's go right into it. You know, most of these I've read through, but honestly, a lot of them I've skimmed through. So in a way, I'll be reading them for the first time. So bear with me. I need to uh, make this text bigger. I already can tell that um, I'm not an awesome reader. But I know that uh, the text uh, font will help either way. So, in 1992, I was a 20-year-old girl cross-country in a Hyundai by myself before anyone else even had a Nokia flip phone. It was about 4 a.m. and I just passed a prison on Highway 99 in Southern California. The road sign said hitchhikers could be escaped inmates. I had a tire blown out. I'd never actually changed a tire before, but I knew the fundamentals. Got out in the dark and tried to change it. Decided to wait in the car until daylight. Couldn't rest or relax. Headlights slowed a car behind me to a stop. A big white pickup. A man dressed entirely in white, even with a white beard, came to the window. I rolled it down, and all he said was, if you got a blow out, I'll fix it. I must have nodded or affirmed okay somehow. I know I was scared. He went back to his truck and got the tools and patched it. Told me through the window he'd follow me about two miles down to a gas station to make sure I didn't need help on the way. I made it with his big white truck following a little ways back. When I got there, he waved and went on. I honestly don't recall how I tended to my tire, but I was soon home safely in Bay Area. My mother, when I got home, immediately said it was an angel. I thought that was really nice, you know? I think that uh, films commonly portray, you know, people in pickup trucks as like scary or whatever. But honestly, they're just people. That being said, like stranger danger, you know, practice safeness, safe behavior. Um, But yeah, I really like that one. I I thought it was really interesting. I think uh, (laughs) there was some like weird uh, like bits like why why did this happen outside of a a prison and with this weird sign like hitchhikers could be escaped inmates 
um, whatever. <laughs> but moving on, my mom told me a story that happened to her while in college studying medicine back in Mexico. She was on a bus, and during the journey, she heard a voice indicating to her the following cover your eyes. Sorry, there's some grammar issues. Um, she did as she was told, and in the following seconds, the bus crashed. She lost consciousness, and then when she woke up, she realized the accident did result in some deaths. She went back on the bus to search for her books, given that they were expensive, and she didn't have much money to buy new ones. She mentioned that the voice was tranquil and did not know who it came from. I personally think it was her guardian angel. So it was this woman who was on a bus um, who said uh, that she heard a voice saying, cover your eyes right before the bus crashed. And I feel like I've been in this, like, if you have been in the situation where you just suddenly, like, have a thought into your mind or hear a, a quote, voice of some sort, and then something happens, like, you fully understand what this woman is talking about. Like, I've been in that situation where it's like, I don't know. I remember hearing this story on on the TV when I was really young about... um some person that just woke up in the middle of the night and got a strong feeling that they should sleep in their guest room. And I thought that was really like kind of bone chilling. That's, that's really creepy. Um, but then they, they lived in a bungalow. So it was just one level. Um, then in a suburban neighborhood, some person who was intoxicated ran right through their house and the bedroom that they were previously in was the one that the vehicle went through. And I thought that was wild, but that's, that's a whole different thing. That's not angels in disguise. That's, that's hearing things or feeling things. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess, I guess that one wasn't really like angels in disguise, but it, it, it was a, a weird kind of like, yeah, a guardian angel thing she says in the end. Um, so next one. Several years ago, before my wife and I were married, we were coming home from a trip and decided to stop by the riverfront for a little bit. We were in the car just enjoying the scenery when a lady rode up on her bicycle. She came over to my side of the car while smoking a cigarette and asked if we had some change to spare. She said she had a very important appointment to go to and she needed some change. Sorry, again, I'm <laughs> maybe I should have edited these stories a little bit before I started reading them. Um... Uh, just to make sure that when I read them that I, I could read them um, because some people some people write differently and I'm not used to it. But anyways, so um, when a lady rode up on her bicycle, she came up to, over to my side of the car while smoking a cigarette and asked if we had some change to spare. She said she had a very important appointment to get to and she needed some change. I emptied my little change box into her hand and she smiled. Then she leaned her head into my window and said that God would bless us greatly. Suddenly, I realized that she didn't smell like cigarette smoke. She smelled amazing, and her eyes were the bluest blue I had ever saw. She got back on her bicycle and rode away. Interesting. Then a few, uh, then a few years later, we found out that my wife probably wasn't going to be able to carry a child. Against all odds, she did get pregnant. Shortly after our daughter was born, I went to the cafeteria to get something to eat. While I was eating, an older man and woman started to walk past me, and the woman stopped and turned to look at me and I saw those same blue eyes. She patted my hand and said, I told you God would bless you. It took me several weeks to tell my wife what happened. I still don't understand any of that, but I'll never forget it. Now, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. 
You know, it's just kind of like a like a story of karma. And I really like how this person says that the woman with these blue eyes like came back into their life at the moment when they were, quote, blessed again. You know, I, I really love these stories. You know, I, I don't know. I thought I would share them. But anyways, next one. Back in 2001, I had pulled out from my driveway heading to work. I didn't immediately put my seatbelt on, so I was approaching a sharp curve. I crossed the middle lane and almost hit a car. I overcorrected and went off the shoulder uh, down and flipped my car down a ditch embankment. Well, if you've ever been in a car accident, you would probably remember how time seemed to slow down. That happened to me during my accident. As I was about to flip my car down the embankment, I heard a voice as clear as day say, I lay down in the seat. So I leaned my upper body across all over into the passenger seat. Then as the car flipped, my right side of my body hit the roof and shattered my sunroof. I then heard the voice tell me I was going to be okay. My car landed upside down and I had to crawl out the driver's side window. When the tow truck flipped my car back over, I could see that the whole roof, especially on the driver's side, was crushed down like a tin can. I immediately realized that if I hadn't been told to lay down in the seat, I would have remained upright and my head and neck would have taken a major hit. The roof was almost touching the headrest of the driver's seat. I honestly think it was my grandfather acting as my guardian angel that day. I heard his voice just as if it were uh, him sitting right beside me. It was loud and clear and had an air of urgency to it, and it saved my life that day. So that story was really cool. Again, it's um, less so an angel in disguise, more of a kind of like hearing things, kind of, kind of like a miracle sort of situation. We'll get into the ones that are more angel in disguise but I thought that was really cool. I really liked it. And I liked how this person uh, related it to a specific person. Because if you believe in, you know, people watching over you, like it's, it's you can really relate to somebody being like, I know it was this person. Because if you believe in that sort of concept of people watching over you, you can kind of be like, oh yeah, I know it's this person. I know it's this person. Or it's this group of people. Or it's just people looking over me. Um, And I thought that was really cool. But uh, next one, it's about a dog. I feel like maybe I should have put some trigger warnings before all of this, but practice caution. I believe that you can do it yourselves. Um, but, uh, this person says, I'll keep it short. My dog died. I was emotionally shattered. Um, my wife offered me no comfort because she was, uh, she turned out to be, oh, a horrible person and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the day after my dog died, I had to leave my car off for repairs. My wife would not drive me back home despite the fact that she wasn't working. She had a car of her own, blah, 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 blah. He's complaining about his ex-wife a lot. Um, (laughs) as I walked home in the rain, a woman I had never seen approached me, spoke to me briefly and asked what was wrong. Then she offered me a hug. Angel, I don't know. God sending me someone to comfort me when I really needed it? Absolutely. So if you didn't get the story, because I did have to skip a lot because this man, uh, dedicated two whole paragraphs to complain about his ex-wife. Um, this man's dog died. And on the same day, he had to bring his car in and his ex-wife would not help him. So he uh, basically brought the car in, walked home in the rain alone. And then some woman um, 
offered him a hug and it, it was the hug he needed. And that's where it's like angel in disguise. Like that's that because you know, everybody's been there when it's, you've just had a really rough day and somebody's like, can I give you a hug? You know, I'm not a really big hug person, but, um, sometimes it can be, but, um, you know what I mean? It's, it's the concept of just being like, I can see you're having a really bad day. What can I do? Um, you know, and I, I really like that story. Uh, rest in peace to the dog. <laughs> um, oh no, I'm sorry. Another ex-wife story, but we're, we're gonna get through it. <laughs> my first wife, oh no, abandoned us when my son was an infant. It was rough. I'm sorry. I'm laughing through this person's story, but it, I, it's serious. It's, I'm so serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> It was rough, but I survived. One evening I was at dinner with some friends. I had to change the baby. There was, oh, I really like this story. Sorry. (laughs) Should I start from the beginning? I just remembered the story. It was, it's really sweet. Um, I'll start from the beginning. My first wife abandoned us when my son was an infant. It was rough, but I survived. One evening I was at dinner with some friends. I had to change the baby. There was no table in the men's room, which, sorry, I'm interrupting again. I'll, I'll come back to it. Sorry. (laughs) I asked a lady leaving the ladies room if it was empty and she checked for me, gave me the okay. While I was trying to get my diaper bag, she, uh, she came up and offered to change him. I told her I had it, but she insisted and she put her arm around me. Apparently I'd been holding in a breakdown the whole time and she saw right through it. I cried for a minute while a total stranger changed my infant son. I thanked her profusely and went back to dinner with my friends carrying a little less weight on my shoulders. No clue who she was, but she was an angel to me that night. And I thought that was really sweet, you know? Some people, single parents, you know, it's it's nice to it's nice to do a little less sometimes when you've been doing a lot, you know? Um and okay, the thing I the thing I wanted to talk about was I'm happy that bathrooms are changing now to allow, you know, people of all gender identities to use whatever bathroom. But I know in the past, and I know that there, it's still a thing, that only the women's or family bathrooms get the change rooms, uh, or the change tables, and, you know, you know, those things that flip down. And I get it if there's a family-dedicated uh, bathroom or washroom, lavatory, whatever you want to call it. Um, but when it's just a men's and women's and only the women's has the change table, that's problematic on so many levels. And I'm happy to see that, you know, it's changing, but you know, I, I did want to bring that up and, uh, (laughs) I, I left it for the end. Okay. And I'm going to do it again. This is a very long story, so hopefully I can get through it. Um, But here we go. My flight out of Syracuse was canceled, and when I finally made it to the front desk, they told me it would be two days before I could get home. Oh, sorry. Again, I really do like this one. Um, It would be two days before I could get home. I decided I'd rent a car and drive to NYC to catch a flight out of one of the airports. As I was getting to the counter, a woman who's flight had also been canceled and now she was driving to NYC, New York City, and welcomed anyone to join her. 
On an impulse, I said yes, and we started the journey to New York. She turned out to be one of the kindest people I've ever met. While calling AA, which is a car service, to figure out my next situation, the customer service person was incredibly rude and refused to do anything and eventually hung up on me. Seeing I was frustrated, upset, this wonderful woman proceeded to call customer service agents over the next two hours. I would explain my situation and she would pretend to be my mother and ask for a solution. Ended up getting fully refunded and booked on another flight the next morning. I was planning on just sleeping in JFK until my flight, but she offered her couch in her apartment and a hot shower. You know what? I'm wondering if AAA or AA is not a car service anymore. I don't know. Um, But she offered her couch in her apartment and a hot shower. I refused at first, but the prospect of a hot shower after such a stressful day was too much for me to pass up. On the way to her apartment, she even asked the cab driver to go a little bit out of the way to swing by some famous sites in New York because I'd never been. I still uh, think about her often and wonder if she realizes how big of an impact her kindness had on me. Now again, stranger danger, but what a lovely woman, you know, to, to offer up like a journey in a car to New York to um, stop by some famous sites for a tourist, to offer up their home, to offer up their time, to do that thing on a customer service to pretend to be this person's mom. I thought that was really sweet. You know, I've, um, I don't know how old this person is, but I used to do a lot of traveling when I was like a minor. Um, and I remember so many instances when my flight got canceled. And I remember this one instance where the flight got canceled. And actually, this is not a very nice story. If I'm going to be honest, but the flight got canceled and I had to wait like eight hours in the Toronto airport alone. And I I remember, I think it was like 14. Um, And I remember some adults did notice, but they were strangers to me. They were strangers to each other and they wanted to go to a bar. Um, And so they did. And I, I just sat in the airport for eight hours. It was not a fun time. I don't remember how I really, you know, spent my time, but I somehow did. Um, So to hear the story about this woman who, you know, helped out is really sweet, you know, because I I know the, the flip side where nobody helps out. Um, That being said, there, there was this time when, uh, the, my flight got canceled in the evening and the, uh, the next one was only the next day. And one of our family friends did take me back to their house. They like drove an hour and be, me being young, like I did, I felt like I didn't properly thank them for that. Um, but hopefully they realized that I was like, you know, pretty young. Um, but anyways, so there, there, there were times of kindness Times of not so kindness. Um, but anyways, I really like that one. I thought that was sweet. Also, just like New York City, you know. Um, I, I really like that kindness. But moving on. Oh, I, I like this story too. Um, I like all of these ones, really. Let's be honest. Um, 
I was at a bar with my then-girlfriend. Seated next to us was an older gentleman who was alone and looked forlorn. After a time, he tapped my girlfriend on the shoulder and said, I like the way you talk uh, to each other. Here's what I'm going to do. I spend a fortune on these tickets for my wife. Unfortunately, she can't go. And I just don't feel like going without her, so I'd like you two to have them. The only catch is that the concert starts in 20 minutes. He didn't elaborate, nor would he accept payment. He asked only that we go and enjoy ourselves. Uh, he kept, uh, oh, no, no, and then he said, keep being good to each other. He paid his tab and left. And that's how I got front row seats to Prince. I like to imagine it was Prince in an elaborate costume. And I thought that was nice, you know, this this man bought these tickets, his wife couldn't go, he was at this bar, um contemplating whether he should go to the concert didn't want to go saw these two people that maybe he was reflecting upon his own relationship with and you know uh ended up giving those tickets away and let me tell you i don't know when this was but prince rest in peace now but uh you know that concert might have been the last time lost opportunity for that um but next one well this one's a long one um so, I once got on a train late at night. I was going from the start of the line to the end of the line to change um, to, to change lines. I don't know the grammar again. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's a sweet story. Um, the journey would be nearly an hour. When I got on the train, there were two other people, one young man and a much older, grumpy-looking man. After the second stop, the young man became aggressive and uh, aggressive toward me for rejecting him, and it was trying to pull me off the train to do God knows what to me. And the old man helped me get him off the train and away from me. After I thanked the old man, he also helped me calm down. I was very upset. He sat down in the row behind me and looked out of the window. When I got off, he did too. He waited on the same platform as me, just further down from me, so I assumed he was waiting for the same connection. He wasn't. Train comes and I get on. I see him stand up, wave, and walk to the stairs to get back to the platforms going the other way. That man had missed his stop, waited on the wrong platform, and then went right on back, um, all, uh, all while saying nothing just to make sure I was okay. I think about that man often. I wish I could thank him for that. And uh, I think that's really nice, you know? Like, it's, it's scary traveling alone, um, and it's even more scary when there's actually, like a threat when you're traveling alone. So again, it's the kindness and uh, the kindness that went a step further. You know, this guy, this old man um, who was originally described as grumpy, you know, uh, took his time and uh, stood on that platform, made sure this person was okay and uh, then moved on. And I thought that was, that was lovely. Um, I was once feeling really down because of school and just life in general. I can relate. I stopped at a convenience store on the way home to pick up a bit of chocolate to make myself feel better. The guy at the register must have noticed how miserable I was looking because he let me have the chocolate bar for free. It was a really simple act of kindness, but it almost, but it almost made me tear up in that convenience store and instantly improved a shitty day. And I just swore, sorry. Um, <laughs> and... I wanted to choose the story, even even if it's really, really short, because I feel like a lot of us can relate to 
those instances when you've just had a really bad day and it's just somebody really being just kind, you know, like that. Um, I remember like literally like a month ago, I think, um, somebody who I actually still see, um, I think I was having a relatively bad day. Um, but you know, it, it was what it was. I wasn't really whatever. Um, and I went to this little convenience store close by and one of the people that stocks up the store who, who I do again, see often, um, I guess there was some expired like chips or whatever. They take out the expired things, put and restock with, um, things that aren't expired, I guess. Um, and you know, they're supposed to take away the expired things and not give them away. But this, this guy, he gave, he gave it to me. Um, and I, I wasn't like near him doing his work. He came from the other side of the store and he said, Hey, do you want some chips? They're like free They're but they're like expired. They expired today, but they're expired. Um, and I thought that was really nice, you know, um, it, it kind of struck me, um, more than I feel like it should, you know, I feel like it's really, maybe it's my perception of the world, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's really nice when, you know, people say like, hi, or like hi on the street or like acknowledge, like, I feel like I've been, um, I feel like this is more of a big city thing than a small city thing, but I'm finding that smaller cities are adopting these practices that like, you don't say hi to people. You don't say hi to strangers. And even when you're walking on the sidewalk, people don't move for you. You move for them. Like it's this game of chicken, like who's going to move first. And then if nobody moves, it's you like moving at the very last second. It's, it's very odd. Um, I always make sure to be like, hi, uh, like, good morning. Oh, that's another thing. Nobody says good morning. Nobody says it's like, like 8am. It's clearly the morning. No good morning. It's weird. Nobody does that anymore. I feel like we should bring that back. We should definitely bring that back. Right. Um, anyways, I think we have one more story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Here we go, everybody. My birthday was really sucking one year. <laughs> I decided to go buy myself a cake at the grocery store and get it decorated because it was my birthday and I wanted something nice. When the guy at the counter asked who it was for, in retrospect, he meant what name to put on it. I said it was for me. He was incredulous that I had to buy my own birthday cake. I just kind of shrugged and went out to finish my shopping for groceries. He said that at pickup, I would need to pay for it. When I came back to pay for and pick up my cake, a different person was at the register and she said my cake had been paid for. It was also decorated a bit more than I thought it should have been. I've not seen that guy working there since and in my head I've called him the cake fairy. It was a good cake. I still <laughs> cried eating it because the entire day sucked, but it was a good cake. So again, I feel like that's the perfect ending to my episode, Angels in Disguise. If you've had an experience like this, DM me, I don't know, comment on the podcast somehow. So, oh, there's also a voice, uh, voice message option. 
let me know. I love these stories. I'll share them somehow or just read them. Um, but I just thought World Kindness Day just happened. I think it was yesterday, two days ago for, for you, I think. Um, and I, I feel like this is the perfect episode for celebrating World Kindness Day. Um, so if you have a story, let me know. If you were this person, let me know. Because I know that like a lot of the time, some things will happen and I'll review my day. Sometimes I'll sit back and be like, oh, wait, I feel like I must have been that person um, for that for that person. You know, I must have been, I don't, I feel like that's maybe conceited, but you know, when you know that you've been the only nice person to that person that day, when you just know that they've had a really bad day and you're the only person that's been nice to them, you know? So I guess this entire episode is a reminder to just continue to be nice. Um, and watch out for angels in disguise, I guess. So this has been Nobody Asked the Podcast. This podcast is available on all platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Anchor, and more. This um, podcast comes out every Wednesday if I'm on time. And uh, I hope you all have a great week. I'm so excited to talk about this online with all, all of you. Um, if you, if you want to talk about it with us, the links are in the description and I'll see you next Wednesday.